Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. On today's podcast, we dive into balance. And if balance is even possible, if balance is not possible, then we chat about what we should be focusing on and how we should be striving for a balance that might not ever exist. Uh, Let us know what you guys think about balance, what you think about today's episode. And remember, no matter who you are learning from, so it could be the most knowledgeable guru in the world or someone who's just learning these subjects, remember that we are all on a journey, we are all learning, and if we keep an open mind and we have that growth mentality, great and amazing things can happen. Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. If you like it, please leave us a review, uh, the whole five-star thingy. And if you don't like it, it's all good. You don't even have to leave us a bad review. <laughs> just uh, just uh, let us know. Give us some good feedback, and we'll chat soon. Welcome to the Cash Calf Podcast, where we talk about everything business, including the mentality and practicality of the side hustle. Here are your hosts, Tyler Martin and Matt Bitter. It's on. That's awesome. 45 minutes later after chat. Yeah, yeah, we already had a good conversation to begin with. But well, that's good. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so we kind of just chat back and forth, text or call or whatever, and, and just, you know, what are we going to talk about? And we've been talking a little bit about balance. Yeah. Is balance even possible? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Sometimes I think, you know, it's pretty funny because the last, we've, we've talked about this, how, I mean, it's springtime, weather's getting warmer, all those projects that you can put off over the winter and now are coming up, you know, and that kind of stuff. So we've both been super busy the last little bit. And I've been thinking about that. Like, it's funny because I, during the winter, I go stir crazy and want things to be doing. And then once everything gets going, like, it's good. I like being busy. But then it's, it almost gets to a point to where it's too much and you're like oh i wish that there wasn't as much going on you know what yeah. i mean and and part of that's probably is just as humans we look at the other side of it and we always want what we don't have at the moment yeah but uh but no it's, yeah. it's good yeah it's all good i don't know i have no idea if if there's such a thing as balance yeah i've thought about it a lot just over the years <clears throat> and i think i think i'm only balanced in two or three year blocks so you know at one point you're really focused on business and getting that startup going and making it all happen, getting cash flow, building assets, that sort of thing. And then once that's happening, it's like, oh, now I focus on something else and then on something else. I don't think balance is actually possible. And I was talking to my brother about it and he, he was like, I don't think balance is healthy. Cause if you're not, if you're balanced, then you're probably not growing in certain areas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So if everything's good and it's like, yeah, I hit the gym and I eat good and I, this and everything's perfectly balanced. Well, we're probably living in a comfort zone and we shouldn't do that for very long if we want to grow. Yeah. So one, I've never been balanced, mm-hmm. like not balanced in any way at all. But if I look at it in yearly blocks, it's more so, you know, giving enough time to family and business and recreation and this and that yeah but right now if you looked at my day today very unbalanced Mm -hmm. just meetings phone calls 
Yeah. Every yeah. All the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff. And I wonder too, like, I kind of, you know everything we talk about. Kind of everything has a cycle or an up ups and downs and everything else. I think that that's, you know, even our families changing. You know that dynamic yeah. changes over time, or the dynamic of, you know, in a in a physical sense, maybe we're working out, doing really good. We feel like we're in a routine there. And then we get sick, you know, and it throws us out of whack for a week or something. And we're kind of back starting yeah. from feel like ground zero, you know, even though there is some still progress hanging around there. And so I think, yeah, I think we, I had a, a time in my life, well, not necessarily a time, but I have had times in my life where I've tried to strive for balance. And I don't think, like you're saying, I don't think that there's such a thing. Like there's just always things that are, there's times and seasons and, and all of that kind of stuff that is just has us doing different things at different time. You yeah. Know? And so I think there is some, some value to having set maybe routines is the wrong word. Cause I don't necessarily think that I'm great at routines either, but having a core group of things or focuses that every day we can at least get something yeah in. you know what i mean like for me it's kind of you know obviously there's work stuff but even within work stuff there's you know four or five different things going on within that some get more time than others on on certain days and then you know other days other things get get more time so within yeah. work even there's some of that but you know so i got work stuff i got family stuff I got spiritual stuff that I try to hit every day, um, physical stuff that I try to hit every day. And, you know, that's kind of, there's no balance to any of those consistently on any day. Yeah. But I feel like I try to hit at least some portion of those most of the time. Yeah. But, and I, and I don't consider that balanced. Maybe somebody does consider that balanced. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it would be individualized in that way or, or subjective. Maybe some of that stuff we just need to do, you know, 20 minutes a day here, 20 minutes a day there, but then everything else just delegate it as, as much as possible. Just, uh, if it's business and it can be delegated and it's not something that you enjoy, just get it, get it to someone else who, who does enjoy it. Yeah. That's probably the best way to strive for balance, even though it may not be attainable. I struggle with that. Yeah. Delegating. Delegation is so hard for me. Yeah. Um, like, and it's, it, I think it's getting easier the more stuff that I have going on, but it, that is a hard thing to do. I think, yeah. How to successfully delegate that could, that could be a whole episode yeah. probably. Yeah, but. for sure. Um, well, I think it's, <coughs> it's, it's, uh, practice, you know, yeah. cause we're just not used to it. And, and especially our personality is no, I'll just, I'll just do it. You know, I don't need to ask someone, I don't need to this, I don't need to that, but Really, when it comes down to it, uh, in order to expand that influence, whether that's property development or even family or, you know, whatever it is, getting it to somebody else. Um, if we try to do it all, I can't change my oil and, mm -hmm. you know, build a business. I, maybe you can, yeah. but I don't enjoy changing oil, so I just bring it to a place that... That does it. That does it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if you enjoy changing oil, then totally do it. Do it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people are like, "Well, I change my oil because it saves money," like, well, that's cool. But how much money could you be making if you weren't changing your oil? Mm-hmm. Or could you be doing something you enjoy? Or could you be building a business? Or could you sell something online? I don't know. That's what we have, you know, on our this current uh, subdivision that I'm doing putting in. We have uh, this spring. It's been getting all the utilities in. And we kind of tried to figure out how much money is it worth to us to just buy our own equipment and do it ourselves, you know, kind of thing. So we kind of looked at that and came to the conclusion that it's not worth, you know, it's not yeah. worth our time. Could We could, you know, and, and even, you know, we kind of came to that conclusion over the winter. And so we hired a guy and he's been out there doing it this spring and everything. And, and pretty, I mean, it's still a cost, but when you look at the whole, the whole picture, kind of an instant insignificant cost, but still, still, uh, a decent cost. But during that period of time, we were able to find another property that, um, re, you know, the value of that, we're able to increase value in that by 10 to 20 times what, what that is costing us to have somebody do the trenching, yeah. you know? And so after that, we're, we're kind of more in tune with that. Like, well, let's just, let's focus on these few areas. You know, we are going to analyze properties, um, negotiate, you know, negotiate on that kind of stuff. And, and that's going to be our main and, and manage the projects that we have going on. You know, we have yeah. different people that were, you know, engineers and surveyors and people doing the work on, you know, trenching and that kind of stuff. So we've got a bunch of different areas that we're managing and we kind of decided between managing that, looking for new opportunities and possibilities and that kind of stuff. That's, it's about all that we can do, you know, me and my, me and my business partner in that and we'll let somebody else do the rest of it. Yeah. You know, and so that's definitely helped. And we've said multiple times this spring, hey, we're glad that we're not doing the trenching. We're glad that we can have somebody else do it. They're probably doing a better job than we would have done anyway because we would have been in a hurry to get it done so that we can get moved on to the next project or whatever. And so it's a win-win. It's a win for him. It's a win for for us. And I don't know. It's good. I, I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. It aligns with your goals more than you becoming a trencher, a trencher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if property development is the, the goal, we can definitely easily uh, get sidetracked by all those little things that need to get done. Yeah. And it's just, it's easy. It's easy to say yes. Oh yeah. I'll, 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 do, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that just took 20 hours out of the week. Those yep. 20 hours you could be finding other properties, doing other deals. And that's even in this, in the, in another project that we're working on, there's some work that we're doing to, to fix up a little house in a shop. And I was like, Oh, I'll do it. You know, I'll do the, yeah. the work and I'm doing some of it because I want to do it. But with everything else going on, I found that I have more and more delegated that out to other, yeah. you know, a flooring company or whatever, you know, to come in and do some of that. I mean, there's some of it that I want to do and I like to do. There's something, there is value in finding things that you can do 
to better your business or whatever that you can just put in some some earbuds and listen to a podcast for a few hours and be alone just yep. doing doing work like that's good for me for a while yeah. um but i think that we need to especially it's hard from the cash calf aspect too so you start this little business and you're involved in all aspects of the business to begin with you know you're the marketer you're the accountant you're the finance guy you're the the customer service rep you're everything and then if you do that well you grow your business to a point to where you can't do all that anymore yeah but we still have the mindset of well i i'm gonna do everything and i i have everything i want everything done a certain way yeah you know, and so it's hard, especially coming from the cash calf perspective, I think, as people grow into that, to make that switch and kind of yeah. know how to delegate down the road. Yeah. I know we've talked about it before, but there's a great book that every beginning small business owner should read, and it's uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Because there, there's the technician, there's the manager, and there's the business owner, and you want to strive as quickly as possible to hit business owner. Yeah. But I think there's also a lot of value in being the technician and learning all the ins and outs, you know, knowing on a base level, what, what does everybody do? But if you want to scale, you want to turn it from a cash calf into a cow, got to grow it. The only way to do that is, is delegating off the things that, that we don't enjoy doing to scale. You have to, in order to scale, you've got to be the, the dreamer, the entrepreneur and other people who are at a different place or want to be doing something different, they get to. And it's that's the, how the economy goes around and around. Yeah. And it might not even be the things that we don't want to do. It might yeah. be the things that we recognize that that's we are true. not that good at. Very true. You know, uh, I listen to uh, Brendan Burchard oh, occasionally. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he has a podcast and written some books and stuff. He talks about one of the things that... that really is sticks in my mind is he talks about how he loved he used to love to do the graphic design on the the material he would send out you know yeah so he was like oh I, I just really enjoyed that part of you know being creative and doing that but he recognized that he wasn't the best one to be doing it and so he delegated that to somebody else even though it was something that he that he enjoyed you know? that's so, cool in the world that we live in it is it really is easy to delegate, especially if it has anything to do with tech. Because you can hop on Fiverr, Fiverr.com, and you can delegate anything tech out. Um, there's virtual assistants, too, that will answer emails and pretty much do everything that you do. Anything we can do from our phone, I mean, minus, let's say, negotiating and stuff, which I'm sure there are actually Fiverr negotiators. Probably. Like, there's probably someone in... India or Macedonia that will get on the phone and be like, Hey, so I'm the intermediary for, and I'm going to negotiate. There probably is. And they're probably better at it than, yeah. than me. Well, it takes all the emotion out, you yeah. know, I mean, part of it. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. not a bad idea. It's, it is, it really is pretty cool. So maybe this is, this is not off. So I was going to say it's off subject, but it's not. They, let's say they charge 50 bucks for an entire graphic design package. You're like, we can't do it for 50 bucks here. Let's say it's a thousand dollars here. Mm -hmm. Well, that $50 is huge for them. You know, normally I'm just throwing numbers out, but let's say it normally takes a week for them to make an hourly wage up to 
well, they just did it in a day. Like this delegating stuff online helps them and their economy so much. Mm -hmm. And then it also helps us because, but I guess we could go like whether that's good or not. I don't know. Um, I think it's good from a global standpoint, Mm -hmm. but you know, Maybe maybe global's not our job. Now, my, my well, mind's going in a lot of different places. But but it's interesting too, though. Say so. Say the. Say now we don't have. People that are, well, I don't know. I mean, just to me, it raises the whole economy of a country. You yeah. Know? I mean, similar to like what manufacturing did back in the day, right? I mean, you have. And maybe not necessarily, because I, I don't agree that it was a good thing to manufacture things other places. But if you have an economy where you can have people doing higher value jobs, you know, say a lot of that graphic design or whatever is getting outsourced, which it's hard because there's people that do graphic design that make a pile of money, you know, yeah. that are very high value things. But I think as long as it's elevating everybody, if yeah. somebody in this country is able to do higher value tasks yeah. because they're offloading that to somebody else that's doing a higher value task in that thing, then yeah. then what they would typically have the the uh, opportunity to do, then I, I think why not? You know, I think I, for sure. I think it's also forced innovation. You know, if if I can put this to someone who does equal to or or greater than work for 50 bucks in Macedonia, it's going to force whoever's here to change their business model. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It was the refrigerators back in the day. It took out all the butchers, except for the butchers that innovated and the butchers that figured out a way to make it continue to happen. Um, they was, specialized yeah. or, you know, and it yep. made a better end product for everybody. Yeah. Even though... And, and it's so weird, too, when, when people say that, like you hear that on a news headline or something like, oh, it'll make uh, 50,000 people, 50,000 butchers lose their job, say whatever. That doesn't, it's not like it's a switch that goes yeah. off. Yep. Like it happens slowly over time to where you have a big group of those people that are going to retire anyway and just aren't butchers anymore. And then there's maybe less opportunity in that specific field in the future. So less people are going to go into it. You know, Yeah. I mean, we, we live in absolutes and people think yeah. that it's like, oh, the switch is going to go off and 50,000 butchers tomorrow are going to be out of work. And that's not the way that it is. Innovation is usually pretty small and takes time and, and eases into it to where people can fill those opportunities or other opportunities as they need to, you know? It's, yeah. And it's always a good thing, I feel like. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's why the free market is so much better than central planning. You know, central planning, they're, they're trying to plan for all of that. And it's like, no, 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 just let things happen. They'll, they'll happen so much better. Like manufacturing, for example. If manufacturing <coughs> starts to, to leave the United States and we, we leave central planning out of it, then manufacturers here have to innovate. They've got to figure out how to pump just as good a product out at the same price. It actually equalizes everything. But instead, I think a lot of times we try to, we try to force it. Mm-hmm. And maybe those central planners are trying to find a balance that can't exist when really we need to kind of let it flow and, you know, the ocean 
let the ocean flow. We're mm-hmm. not trying to control it. There's going to be waves in and out, but eventually it equalizes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at how wrong all the, anybody that tries to, like, okay, any government basically, yeah. like, <laughs> it's just laughable. Yeah. Like, they come out with numbers. Oh, this is what's going to happen. Like, look at the inflation thing right now. Yeah, it's only 7%. Like, how many times did they say, like, oh, no, like, we don't see foresee inflation and da, 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 da. Well, yeah, we have incredible inflation now. Yeah. You know, like, they don't know. Mm-mm. Why would we ever have... The, like, look at the debacle with the, you know what, that we just got out of, you know, the, yeah. the two-week curve... Yeah. Yeah, to, it's only 15 to, you know, days. like, why, why do we want that kind of a machine? Not even individuals. I'm not even picking on individual politicians or anything. That machine is so inefficient. Why do we want that touching anything in our economy? You know, like, like, it's just crazy. Even on a local level. Oh, for you sure. You know, even on, even on a local level, it just is not efficient. And that's where freedom comes in and liberty, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. You were talking about manufacturing. It was interesting. I was listening to Jocko, and he has, he's involved with Origin. You know, they make like, I think they started out making jujitsu geese, and now they make like jeans and boots and hoodies and all sorts of stuff. But uh, kind of their, their business structure is making things in the United States. And he said in this interview, they were kind of talking about that. And he said, you know, that their goal was to bring manufacturing back to the United States. And the I can't even remember where I heard this or where who was being in, who he was interviewing or being interviewed by. But they said, well, how can you compete? You know, we we always hear that it's so much cheaper over in China and all this stuff. <coughs> and he kind of alluded to like we're getting it dialed in enough to where we're going to be very competitive. That's cool. You know? And so I think that it's interesting that we, if we focus on it, we can find ways to make it work. Yeah. You know, and there's companies doing that every day, you know, they're, they're beating the odds, I guess, maybe or whatever, and finding out ways, innovating ways to make it work. The importance of not maybe just doing what we think has always been told to us, you know, it, it, it happens in business all the time. Uh, I, I just don't think that this is going to do well. And then all of a sudden someone does it anyways, and it does well, you know, just cause we think something doesn't mean that it's the truth. Yeah. So in innovating and manufacturing in the United States, how great, how great is that for the economy? Um, someone says it's not possible to, well, show me that it, it's impossible. There's, there, there are United States exports, so obviously we're doing something to where, you know, we're exporting and making, increasing GDP and all of that. So why can't it be done in other areas? Yeah, and I think we will see more of that. I think, you know, with COVID, it kind of opened up how vulnerable we are as far as having things produced other places. And so I think it's, I think that it's probably coming. It's yeah. good. It is good. I Yeah. And it's good for anyone who wants to start a small business and be a part of that. Like start it, start a small business and maybe it'll become much, much larger. Yeah. So going <laughs> yeah. back to ba- balance, one thing that I've talked or thought about, you know, is, is like our time 
how our time is spent. It's interesting. Like when I think about balance, it's so funny because on a daily basis, it's like, and I probably ought to be more intentional about this, like planning out my day. But I struggle with that because somebody calls me and needs something at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like how would, I didn't know that they were going to call at two o'clock in the afternoon and need me to run out to somewhere and pick something up or whatever, you know, like, so most of the time my days are just spent running around, putting out fires. It feels like, you know, you do a little bit, you work on this project for a little bit and then you got to run over here and you do that project, which probably is terribly inefficient in a way, but that's the way that even, even growing up farming, like that's how it was. Like you'd go, you don't know if the pivot's going to break down at noon or whatever, you know, so you're just going around working on stuff all, you know, different projects. So I feel like that's how it is right now. Like just doing things as they need done and not necessarily planning. I mean, there is some planning, you know, like we plan this and we have meetings that we plan and, and whatever. And, but, uh, I kind of have thought about that in contrast to, like an actual job, like a sit down job and everything where we're working 40 hours a week, say, and you're there at that job. It's a time thing. It's not a task oriented thing. So you're at that job 40 hours every week, whether there's things that need to be done or not. Like most jobs, obviously there's 40 hours worth of tasks for the most part that need to be, need to get done. Yeah. But, But it's just interesting. Like, it seems like that's a, a complete contrast from <clears throat> an entrepreneur that's just doing things as they need done. Might yeah. be midnight. Yeah. And you have to go fix something, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Like, a lot of people look at entrepreneurship and business ownership as having time freedom and stuff and there is some truth to that because you can kind of move around freely however you want but you're always on call yeah you know i mean you can't ever go away from so there is some inconvenience in that too um but for me personally i i like that better yeah you know i can i can break away and go to football practice or whatever with my kids if i need to but I might be on the phone half the time too while I'm there. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's a different thing. For now. Eventually that might be something that's delegated out as well. Well, and I, and I choose to answer the phone. I could leave the phone in the pick and usually I do, but I'm just saying, for example, you know, like for the most part, if you're a business owner, you might be still on call, even though, you might choose to be on call. Yeah. Probably don't have to be. Yeah. But I, most business owners that I know choose to kind of be on call and know what's going on while they're doing other things too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's just something, if, if it's something that you enjoy, do it. You know, those phone calls coming in, it can be fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something you don't want to do. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's interesting to me that we even have these time domains set up like a 40 hour work week. Well, Why? What if it was a 25-hour work week, but you're getting these tasks done? That That's mm. more appealing to me, but, I mean, that's obviously why I live the more of, like, the entrepreneurial lifestyle is because I, I want tasks. I want to get that task done, and then I want to see a, a, a return, whether that's happiness or fulfillment or 
money or whatever that is. Yeah. A 40 hour week's weird. Why not a 50 hour week? Why not 60? I don't know. Yeah, who came up? I know there is a specific story of how that came to be, right? Labor unions or something? Oh, I don't know. I'd love I'm, to know. I'm pretty sure there's some history to that. I don't know what it is, but... It is weird, though, because it's like, okay, you go over 40 hours. That's okay. You'll make one and a half times as much money. So is money... Is one and a half times worth it to work extra 40, more than 40 hours a week? I mean, for me, it's not. Yeah. It depends on the person. Yeah. I guess it also depends on the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. But it, at my previous, when I worked full-time, time and a half was not worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be home with my family. I wanted to do this, that. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's interesting, too. We talk about value on here. Like, business and entrepreneurship revolve around creating value. Yeah. Now, that value could be created in an hour, that value could be created in a thousand hours. Like it just depends on the person and what the value is that's being created with kind of the, the, you know, the way our system is set up. It's time. It revolves around time. It does not revolve around quality of work or value or any of those things. Like, there's times when you go to work and there's nothing to be done. Yeah. You still clock into your time and then you go home. Like there's no, there's very little value created sometimes. Yeah. There's other times when, you know, it, you're running, run ragged the whole time. Yeah. And so like it's, it is, it's just an inner, and it's probably not one is right or wrong. It's just a different mentality and a different lifestyle and figuring out how to, what suits your lifestyle and personality best, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've heard of people that have approached their their bosses and have gotten it done where, hey, I don't I don't want to clock in at nine o'clock and clock out at five. I'd actually like to do these tasks on my own. Can you or they've actually presented to them, let me get this done. But let's not worry about time anymore. Let me get these tasks done. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, let's try it out. And it's worked. But there's been others where it hasn't. They've been like, no, I just, I want, I want you here nine to five. Yeah. Okay. Then that's fine. But it's cool to go against the grain a little bit and try it out. You know, maybe that's how we find more balance is being a little more unconventional. Let me task this out. All right. I'm not here as much. Well, Maybe give me a raise. I've, these tasks mm-hmm. are now getting finished, whereas before, I, I've seen it. We see it everywhere. People, when you're getting hourly wages, they're texting on the phone somewhere. They're taking 15-minute bathroom breaks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's change the system. Well, and uh, I had a good thought, but I can't remember what it was. Well, I had a couple thoughts there, but like you see during COVID, there was people, did you see like the articles where people were taking on three full-time jobs because no. they're now working from home. Yeah. Nobody can see what they're working on. And so there was people that I guess actually had three full-time jobs because they were able to keep up with that workload. Interesting. And then once their, you know, once their employers found out, then they were I don't know what exactly happened to him or whatever. Yeah. But there was mul- it, this article made it sound like there was multiple people doing that because they were now not having to be in an office somewhere. They could yeah. be at home and 
doing stuff distantly. It's the same with Fiverr. You're yeah. paying per job. You're not yep. paying per time that they're spending on it. And so, which it, it would be kind of hard to figure out what tasks are worth. Yes. You know, like that's a little bit more difficult to to figure out, whereas time is pretty simple to figure out yeah. what you pay people per time. But but when you buy something on Fiverr, and actually it's the, it's the same like you pay a contractor here. You're not thinking, I can't believe they got that done in a day. I, I yeah. paid them $100 and they got they got it done in an hour. No, you're like, dang, sweet. I paid That's 100 great. bucks and got it back in an hour. That was fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we think as far as that sort of thing goes, but we think very differently in a job. Um, when you actually put your head down and, and grind and do something, you can get a lot done. Yeah. I know when I was an hourly em- employee, sometimes I was not like that. But the times that I was like that also opened up promotion opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it kind of balances out yeah we're gonna use that word um yeah you might not be as as open to opportunities in life if you're not using your time properly Mm -hmm. yeah it is an interesting thing to think about and some industries are definitely easier to be task oriented than other industries you know like at the fire department like some days it was like how many times can you clean a fire truck? Yeah. You know, really like there just wasn't much going on, but we were getting paid to be on call in case of something went wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to know, you know, as far as looking at actual tasks that we were completing, well, yeah, those were really easy to get done, but there's also value in, we were ready to go out the door in a minute and a half if the tones dropped. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's hard to know industry by industry. Yeah. Or maybe it was a minute. Was it a minute? I think it was a minute. A minute. I mean, if night. it was us, it was a minute. <laughs> yeah, know. there you go. Other people, maybe it was a minute and a half. But no, it's interesting. Uh, I I don't like seeing employees stand around and do nothing. But at the same time, are we just giving busy work? Because that's one mm-hmm. thing I don't I don't agree with is just busy work like hey don't sit around well then maybe my job title should be different you know i i I don't know i'm working the uh, a front counter at a retail store and there's no customers so and i already cleaned the store yeah so what do i do now it is hard it is so that's where task orientation is pretty sweet like what if it was you make five dollars an hour because you're at a front desk at a retail store but if you clean this, then it's 20 bucks. If you do this, then it's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a, wa- a waiter and a waitress. And they make a small wage, but oh, then yeah. the better their service is, depending on the people that come in through the door, yeah. the better the service is, the better money they make. And maybe we could look at something like that. Yeah, it's true. So many ways to skin a dog. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it is hard to know. Like it's, and it all it all goes back to that balance thing, you know. Like I feel like there is, for the most part, probably in jobs, there's times that are slow, and there's times that are. You're making, pennies an hour, or whatever, yeah. you know, because and that's like that's kind of the joke too. Is as you start businesses, is it's like well, in the beginning, I was making, 
pennies per hour because you're putting in a lot more work and getting very little results. Yeah. But then later on, say 10 years down the road, you're putting in less work because you already have that system running. It's like the big flywheel thing. You know, yeah. once you get rolling, yeah. then then it's not, it just kind of runs itself in a way. And so then 10 years down the road, you're putting in maybe very little effort and reaping lots of rewards because of that, because of the, the results you put in. 10 years ago. And it's interesting too. You look at people that are like, Oh, well, so-and-so just goes water skiing every day or whatever, you know, like I can't like people look at that and kind of are jealous of it, maybe in a way or look down on it. But what they don't see is the 10 years prior when it was tough to get that kind of up and going and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they may not see that that person is up until midnight working on a business after they got home at six and, mm-hmm. and I don't believe in, I don't totally believe in you just have to put in the hours. I think it really is work harder and smarter and efficient. You know, you can really get done in three hours what other people could get done in 10. I, I don't think that when someone starts a business, they have to put their head down and do 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that has to be. Does Elon Musk? Possibly. But he also finds a lot of time to vacation and go on podcasts and and enter Twitter. Yes, yeah, yeah. If that's actually him doing it, yeah. Um, I don't think he works fifty hours a week. Or if he does, we're not seeing the the grind time. The internet's a weird world. Well, but what we? Sorry, I'm. The springs got my sinuses. Well, I'm kind of confident right now, too. I'm like, <laughs> what have you done everything. to me? No. Um, but what other people see as fun yeah. could be a grind, and not necessarily a grind, but like him flying around in his jet and going to all these meetings. Like yeah. people look at that and they're like, oh, I'd love to do that. Well, of course you would. Yeah. But that's work. That's mm-hmm. his work. Yep. You know, that's the cool thing about building a business around your passion. You know, like... Come, oh, so this, I was going to tell you this. This is a good story. So the other day, me and MJ, who's eight, we were out, uh, we were out tearing apart a, a house, you know, we're taking carpet out and, um, scraping wallpaper off of walls and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so we'd scraped all the wallpaper off. It was all on the floor. And then we'd rolled it up in the carpet and we were hauling the carpet out and putting it on a trailer and took it to the, to the dump. And. MJ, like he's my worker, like he just eats it up, you know, and he's carrying these things out and he's like, this is awesome. We're getting, getting our workout in and getting paid for it. It's great. You know, awesome. and I was like, yeah, that's, I was like, that's a good way to look at it. You know, that's way cool. And he's like, just like Tyler, <laughs> Tyler works out and gets paid for it. That's funny. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm like, so then we had a conversation about building a business around your passion. Yeah. You know, and how cool it is that you have a gym and that you're able to come in and work out and you get paid for it because you're doing something that you're passionate about. That's cool. So, I mean, but that's the cool thing about it is if you're, if you're working around your passion, then. Yeah, it's really not work. There's probably a lot of balance there because you're always doing things that you enjoy doing. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And something that we're just getting better at is if we don't enjoy it just delegate it to someone who does enjoy it 
there are people that enjoy almost everything. And we've, we've done the garbage man example before. I, I don't know if I would like it, but there are people that love it. You know, we use the garbage man as almost like, oh, that's such a low level job. It's not. Mm -hmm. There's science behind being a garbage man. And there's people that are insanely passionate and love their job. That's perfect. We can delegate things to people who love the, who love those things. Um, and thank goodness that we're all different and do enjoy yep. different things. Yeah. Because there's our society <clears throat> runs well, really, for what as big as it is. Yeah. And all of those services that people do and everything else, it's it's cool. Yeah. Using the Elon Musk as an example, you know, some people are pretty jealous of that lifestyle. They go, we need to tax them more because of this and that. I'm, I'm like, well then why aren't you out doing it? Mm. You know, I know we all can't be Elon Musk, but that's what makes the world great is that we're not Elon, we're not all Elon Musk. But if you're willing to go out and do it, go do it. Yeah. You know, there's thousands of people on his team that do all the different things. You know, he, he's the dreamer. There's a lot of doers. He's a doer as well, but, you know, there's a lot of doers that have to help that dreamer. It was when we put a man on the moon, you know, what did Kennedy do? If we actually put a man on the moon, mm -hmm. um, you know, what did Kennedy do? He just riled people up in a good way. He, he, uh, he pumped them up, you know, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah. And that team was excited. They got people to the moon way faster than they said that they were going to. Mm -hmm. He was the dreamer. And I think people are like, oh, I'd like to be like Elon Musk or whatever. Well, you can't, and maybe, maybe obviously you can't be Elon Musk, but you can do the best that you can in the field that you want to be in. <coughs> I don't care to start a electric vehicle business. Yeah. <coughs> but I have other businesses that I'm passionate about and want to start, you know? Yeah. And so well, it's kind of fun. From a balance perspective, I'm sure not going to ask Elon Musk for marriage advice. Yeah. Well, you know? and there's, yeah, there's a lot to that too of what we perceive somebody's life being really good. There's probably a lot that goes on that we don't see that. Yeah. And how do you, how do you quantify that? So say somebody's Uber successful has a lot of money, but their relationships are a wreck or people don't like them, you know, yeah. and yet I have, you know, I have a great marriage, you know, yep. and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's so hard to Jordan Peterson, one of his rules, one of his rules that I like a lot, I think it's number four in his book is judge yourself against who you were yesterday, not who somebody else is today. Yeah. And he talks a lot about that. Like there's so many variables in between each and every person. How do we, how can you judge yourself against somebody accurately? You know, all we yeah. can do is judge ourselves against what we were a year ago or a week ago or a month ago, you know, yeah. I mean, that's it. But it'd be so cool to be a rock star. And then you're like, wait, so it'd be so cool to be on the road three quarters of the year and die of a cocaine overdose. Yeah. I would hate it. Like yeah, the, me road, too. the road travel stuff, like any of that. I'm like, I look at people that do that and I'm like, that's pretty incredible that you can do that. Cause I would not enjoy that. I no, don't think. it's funny. I actually call people rock stars all the time. Maybe I should stop that. Being a rock star would suck. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. How many of them do dive yeah. over to the yeah. Foo Fighters yeah. drummer? Yeah, 
Yeah, Foo Fighters drummer just died of an overdose. You got uh, Robin Williams, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Batman guy or Joker guy, mm-hmm. Keith Ledger. You look at it from the outside, you're like, man, they're in multi-million dollar homes and they fly around on their private jets and they this and that. Yeah, they're also doing heroin because yeah. they hate their life. Well, even like this Will, Will Smith debacle. <sighs> yeah. Like, obviously, you just look at that thing and you're like, that guy's got some issues going on in his yeah. personal life. Like, he's under a lot of pressure. He's under a lot of stress. There's some things going on there that he's obviously got issues right now, yeah. you know? And that's that's a bummer to be in that position where you're kind of at the top of your career, say, or whatever, and you're in a way that you're in a mindset that would make you act that way. You know, I, I, yeah. it's, it's too bad to see. It, it really is. I, I actually really liked Will Smith. Um, thought it, I mean, he is a good actor. In fact, he might be such a good actor that the whole thing was fake. Yeah. But I, I kind of doubted it to begin with too. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It might just be my personality, but I was like, you know, for him to actually, he was smiling. He was laughing at the joke. Yep. Then walks up. Chris kind of leans into it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't do anything to defend himself. Didn't put up an arm, nothing. Um, you know, then walks back, yells, screams, all that. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I've th- it, it's annoying because I wouldn't have even thought of the Oscars if it wasn't for this happening. Yeah. And now it's everywhere. So then obviously, think about it. <clears throat> How cool would it have been? If we were so off right now on, um, <laughs> well, it comes, it kind of comes back to balance. It, it, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, you yeah. want to talk about balance. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to take care of all aspects of your life. Yeah. Yeah. The, a life of an actor would be a very imbalanced life probably. Mm-hmm. Um, how cool would it have been if he would have stood up? Cause if he would have stood up, you know, Chris would stop talking, be like, listen, Chris, you know, all the stuff that's been out in the media about my wife and I lately. And I'm going to say this in front of everybody. Don't talk about my wife like that. I know it's a joke. It's a joke. Whatever. Move on to your next joke. Love you, Chris. Love you all. I have issues just like everybody else. I'm going to sit down now. Yeah. My respect for him would have just gone out the roof. Mm -hmm. But instead, walks up and slaps him. Yeah. Like pansy. I just like a, like, an, or not even that just like being like, I mean, of course be, I mean, Will Smith, like as high as you can get, like yeah. he's as big as you can get in Hollywood. Yeah. Really? He is. There's not very many over that. Just take it. Yeah. You know, go what? I, yeah. I'm a big enough man. For sure. I can take it. I think part of it was his wife, yeah. you know, cause he was laughing. I don't think it was all necessarily him. Yeah. Like. It was his emotional response to his wife, you know, seeing that his wife kind of was like, it hurt her feelings, obviously, or something. Because wasn't he laughing? And then yeah, she, she like kind of gives him a, yeah. a, you know, nod or something. And yeah, it's just weird. It's, it is weird. If my wife gives me that look, my first thought is not walk up and pop the guy. Yeah. You know, it is so and in front of everybody. That's why I think it's fake. Yeah. In front of everybody. Know. Well, I think if it was fake, he wouldn't have yelled what he was yelling. Like, he was yelling some... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But we we are all talking about the Oscars. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And we are talking about Will Smith and Chris. I saw this thing that Chris Rocks, uh, his tour, like, got sold out right afterwards. Oh, really? Um, 
I actually like Jim Carrey's response to it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. So just it's just a weird Yeah, the whole thing is is weird. I just would have gained so much more respect if it was stand up. Cause I jujitsu. Mm-hmm. He didn't go jujitsu him, he slapped him. But in jujitsu it's verbal jujitsu. Hey, stop. Mm-hmm. Or you walk away. The best way to win a fight is is to walk away. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, it's way more, in my mind, I've seen these things on toxic masculinity and, and Hollywood and this and that. And you're like, the most manly thing that could have been done right there is to just take it. Yep. And then go up to Chris later on and be like, bro, yeah, listen. Exactly. Let's have a good conversation here. Or even verbally in front of everybody. <laughs> hey, Chris, no more. No more. Not even a good conversation. Like, what are you going to have a conversation about? Like, True. Go to your, you know, like. Quit laughing, go to your wife and say, hey, I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Like, he can say whatever he wants. He's a comedian. But yeah. I'm sorry. If that hurt your feelings, I am sorry. It and is interesting. I want to I take care of you so that you feel better emotionally mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Like, but to go up and smack the guy that, like, obviously that wasn't the problem in the relationship. Chris Rock isn't the problem in yeah. the relationship, yeah. you know? And now he just looks like a wuss in front of everybody. What? <laughs> <laughs> like everything about Will Smith now is negative. All the memes and everything, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy. Um, I guess Will Smith came out and said something like, my kid just taught me what a meme is and all these memes are hilarious. I'm like, you knew what a meme is. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. that. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I was going to go somewhere with that. So... I saw someone that started attacking comedy and they're like, Chris never should have gone there. I'm like, there's this huge negative push against comedy right now. Mm-hmm. And the comics are actually people that should be able to say what they want. And we can choose to get offended or not. I mean, we get to choose whether we listen to Chris rock or not. I've really never listened to his comedy. He's got a couple pretty funny bits. Um, one, like how to not get your a kicked by the police. No. It's great. Uh-huh. He's like, one, don't break the law. <laughs> it's great. Um, then someone made a meme. It's like how to not get your, your, how to not get slapped by Will Smith or something like that. It's just, we get to choose whether we're offended or not. We get to choose whether we listen to Chris Rock or not. Yeah. Don't attack comedy. Mm-hmm. A comedy can go. I mean, you and I went to a comedy show the other day that we lost respect for the, uh, the comic. Mm-hmm cool let that happen that's the free market i'll probably never go to one of his shows again it just wasn't i like his youtube videos Mm -hmm. i didn't like his show but did you walk up on the stage and smack him exactly yeah (laughs) yeah no um i think it says a lot about just you know back to the balance thing like have a balanced life if you're so buttoned up and tight about business or family or Obviously those things are, you're going to tie a lot of emotion to stuff and you're going to, you're going to lash out in some way. So I think that, you know, it, it, it might be the perfect conversation for our conversation on balance, you know, yeah. don't get off, don't get off balance. Even though, even though we said there's no balance, yeah. I actually, I don't feel like my life is out of balance. I feel like, yeah, I do some work every day. I do some family stuff every day. I do some, uh some physical stuff every day, you know, and some spiritual stuff every day. And some days 
more is going to happen of one thing than another, and it kind of goes back and forth. But overall, I feel like I'm pretty balanced. Yeah. I feel like if we're doing one of those things or not doing some of those things over an extended period of time, then yeah. we will get off balanced. And you know, if we're not taking care of our relationships, you know, yeah. we're not we're not hitting date night every week or every month or whatever we do. We're not, you know, being having good communication with our our spouse or our ch- kids or whatever. Over time, that's going to get out of balance, and there's going to be some problems there. Yeah, you know, and so I think even though I I don't feel like on a daily basis I'm in balance, I feel like overall I try to be balanced the best that I can. I yeah. Don't know. No, I like that. So I mean, essentially, you're saying you're not balanced, but you're not unbalanced. Yeah. And that's probably the right thing is don't be unbalanced in the wrong direction. Because if you're unbalanced with things that you hate, it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna make everything worse. Yeah. But if you're unbalanced with things that you like, it might be a little bit better. And oh, throughout time, balance balance comes mm-hmm. throughout time but maybe not on a day-to-day basis yeah 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 don't walk up on stage and punch somebody <laughs> don't do things that you hate for a, an extended period of time well and that could be akin to lashing out at a boss yeah you know you're you're off balance you work overtime for six months you know because you just feel that pressure or something and so you you know, maybe your work life is out of balance and your wife's on you because of that and da 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 and instead of being Will Smith smacking yeah. Chris Rock on the face, you lash out at your boss or something. You know, I mean I think that there's I think there's a lesson there for all of us. There's some kind of emotional reactions that we can have. Yeah. If we're if we do get out of balance. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, sorry I'm not available to do overtime this week. Yep. I need to focus on my relationship. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> My throat was getting no. dry again. Hey, you're going to do better work that way too. If yeah. you're unbalanced and you're like, hey, I'm going to pick up overtime shifts because cause I need the money. Well, you're not going to be as productive as an employee on the overtime. So try to be balanced in yeah. things that you enjoy. Yeah. It's a good place. It is good. Yeah. I've got some uh, some other conspiracy things we'll talk about after this. Sweet. But, I love it. Yeah. That's great. All right, so yeah, fifty-two minutes. We're getting we're getting close. We're so getting we'll just close. we'll be done there. If uh, hope people are enjoyed today, it was a little kind of just last minute. Like, hey, let's talk about balance. But it's kind of funny. We always seem to work it out in our minds as we go through. So oh, it's yeah. fun. Well, and it was something that was on both of our minds. You know, first thing that we said when we came in this morning was, or when we came in today was like, "How's your day been? Busy? Yeah, you know? yeah. So we've both been feeling up maybe a little bit busier in certain aspects of our lives than others. So it's just good to talk about it, I think. Yeah. And today's not things that I particularly enjoy until we got together and and are talking now. I enjoy this. But there are also things that needed to get done Mm -hmm. so that I can feel more balanced tomorrow. Yeah. So it it all works itself out. It's good. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good conversation. Agreed. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Cash Calf Podcast with Tyler Martin and Matt Bitter. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and follow us on any of our social media platforms. Remember to be patient with yourself and make it happen.